Some of the contents expressed in this episode are intended for a mature audience. And if you have a story to tell, submit it at thewomenwhowon.com. This is Women Who Won, a podcast that tells the stories of women just like you or someone that you know from everywhere, every industry and background, who've gone through nearly everything. Throughout the series, we'll hear from women who are sharing their stories of defeat, resilience, and ultimately success to help inspire, motivate, and cultivate a culture that celebrates not just women, but their victories. In this episode, we meet Maisha and Cynthia. Their lives teach us that loss is inevitable, but that being able to find yourself throughout all of the madness is necessary. This is Maisha. I began winning in life the moment I decided to love the real me and not the idea of me. To love the me that was created in the mind of God before the foundation of this world. The real me that grew up in a small town in Texas a beautiful and amazing family, one of seven loving parents, the real me that knew from when she was five years old, she was born to dance and to share that with the world. The real me that smiled and laughed and enjoyed enjoyed life the real me that was slow to anger as patient that is kind even when others aren't kind to her the real me that doesn't always have it together most of the time doesn't have it together but um, finding the, the joy and the laughter in the finding it, um, the walking through life, the real me that loves a sunset and a sunrise, that loves watching birds and trees and flying through the sky, the real me that can sit for hours looking out a window talking to God, listening to music, moving moving through life, um, with such excitement for what's next. The real me that desires to one day be a wife and a mother, that desires to travel this world sharing the love of God through through her movement, the real me that is grateful to take every breath, the real me that even when times in life, the hardest of trials tried to take me out, tried to discredit me, to make me feel less than, not good enough, not smart enough, 
not wealthy enough, not skinny enough, (laughs) not the right kind of hair, too dark, too light, white on the inside, (laughs) black on all of the things that... um, the many ideas that have come my way. You know, um, for a while, they they took precedent in my life, you know, trying to fit those images of those ideas because the world that we live in is set on those ideas. Everywhere you go, everywhere you look, you're not safe as a young woman. Um, young men as well. Uh, but as a young woman, you're not safe just scrolling through your phone, just scrolling through a magazine, just scrolling through commercials and TV shows because the ideas of who we should be, they don't offer space for the real. The one that doesn't have her makeup done from eight o'clock in the morning till eight o'clock at night. The one, the idea of carrying this bag and this wearing this designer and the idea of being this small without it ruining your insides. You know, how do you get to that size zero? <laughs> um, the idea that you're not complete without a man. The idea that you can't be in your late 20s, really not even past 25, you know, without someone in your life to complete you. And that's, that's, where, we, that's where we get it wrong um, because the completion is in you. God took care of that <laughs> before he created you. He gave, he gave us everything that we needed before he created us. And this world lets us know that there's everything around us that we need to complete us. So it's the polar opposite. They're they're complete opposites. And that's why it's the idea um, that stands in the way of the real. Um, Because we all have ideas. There's many, many, many ideas. And so I, I say that's when I began winning in this life. And it took me some time to realize that that's what my win is, was and is and is to come. That's my win. That I love the real me, the one that's walking this walk (laughs) and trusting step by step, walking by faith and not by sight. That's That's the real me that smiles through the pain, through the depression, through the anxiety, through the what ifs, the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, the did I make the right choice that smiles through, that smiles when she sees a baby (laughs) or a dog um, or flowers blooming, the sun rising, the real me that is just grateful to take a breath. When... And as I continue to love her, she is strengthened. And that idea, those ideas that once 
existed and that I followed and looked to and carved, attempted, let's let's say that, <laughs> attempted to carve myself into. Um, they fade away. They fade away and finding out there was just... Is just out of insecurities and a not knowing and being young and and wanting to exist and have purpose and be important and be appreciated and known. But I know now, um, as a young twenty eight, thriving and striving and woman, woman of the Most High, that I am all of those things. I am appreciated, I am loved, I am accepted, I am enough in his eyes. And that's the only place that it matters, that in his eyes, then it can be clear in mine. You know, when you're on your own team, when you're fighting for you, when you like the one that looks back at you in the mirror, and you've won. You know, because there's so many days, <laughs> I remember so many days of not liking who looked back at me in that mirror. Hmm. When those ideas take over, oh, man. Thank God that we're able to. Thank God that he sees (laughs) differently than what we see, what this world sees. Um, So, yeah, I say that's, (laughs) that's the win of, of life, of this year, of this moment. And... I'm winning in life. I've won. I've won the love and the acceptance and the appreciation and the acknowledgement of self. And truly, I believe that's the biggest win in life. Then your purpose and destiny can begin and thrive and soar to the highest when true self-love exists, true self-acknowledgement. My name is Maisha Morris and I love the real me. So I know we don't talk much, but I wanted to take this time before the next story starts to say thank you. Thank you to all the supporters, all the listeners, and anyone who's ever submitted a story to this podcast. We're grateful, and we're grateful that you shared your content so that we could share it with the world. This is Cynthia. Today is Saturday, March 17th. Today is my son's birthday. Juan. It's his birthday today. And for most moms and families, being that it's a Saturday, and as the young people say, they be getting ready to turn up. 
definitely will be planning a dinner or something in honor of my son. But that's not my story. I'm actually on my way to the cemetery to put flowers on his grave. My son was murdered. Um, hmm. He was an innocent victim in a drive-by shooting. Just driving past the park, talking to a friend. And somebody decided it was okay to drive by and start shooting. As a result, my son lost his life. And it changed my life forever. My life would never be the same again. And not only for me, but for my family. Because every day, we, have, we miss him. Every year, March 17th, we go to the cemetery to put flowers for his birthday. And then on May 18th, the day that he was murdered, it's the worst day of my life. I don't know what God's plan is for me. I've been dealing with this. I've been holding it in. And today, I think I want to exhale. I think I want to breathe again. I want to breathe again. When I lost my son, I gave up on life. I gave up on me. I didn't want to live. And every morning I wake up and say, God, why am I still here? My son is gone. Why am I here? I had no fight left in me. I had nothing, but by the grace of God, I'm still here. He kept me here. He kept me here. And it's been 17 years that he kept me. And over the course of that 17 years, my youngest child, my daughter, she graduated high school, she graduated college, and now she's a teacher. My son, my middle son, is married and has given me two grandchildren. Had God honored my request and not let me wake up, then I would have missed out on so much more. So I'm grateful to God for his grace and his mercy. I'm thankful for God that he's a keeper. He kept me, y'all. He kept me because... God knows. I couldn't keep myself. I didn't want to be here. I didn't think I could do it. And I've been doing it. Every morning, God wakes me up with the touch of his finger and keeps blessing me and blessing me. And it's hard. It's so hard for a mother to lose her child, to have to bury her child. And this was a good good young man on his way starting his own magazine no drugs no gang affiliation just a good kid you know because of him I became a woman I had to step out of that childhood and become a woman step out of that teenager girl thing and become a woman and raise my son and somebody 
with a gun and my son is gone. And I know that God does not allow anything to happen that we won't be able to handle. And he's proven day by day, over and over, I can handle it. I lost my son, I lost my mother, now my husband is sick, and I just won't give up. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up, and I thank God. Thank God this battle is not mine. It's not mine. God is a keeper. He's a keeper. And I hope that I can help somebody along my way. And I thank you. Just thank you for listening to my story. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by Trevion Roseberry, Kareem Smith, and a whole bunch of amazing women. For more, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, or check us out on the web at thewomenwhowon.com, or on Instagram at thewomenwhowon.